Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante with Thomas Frank Carr. It's quarter number three, and that means it's time to ask T. Frank. This is where we take your questions. Download our app, Keystone Sports. You'll see the Ask T. Frank button, and you can send in your questions. At the end of the segment, we'll pick out the best question. They will be our winner, and they will receive a gift box from the one and only W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters. They're at 234 Calder Way in State College. 30 varieties of beans from over 25 countries, roasted with love and Happy Valley for over 45 years. Get this, you can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com and make sure you use discount code KSN at checkout for a nice discount. All right, T. Frank, you ready for your questions? Yes, sir. Okay, the first question comes from Jim in Berwick, (laughs) which is me. In a recent segment on recruiting, you covered every position on offense and every position on defense except for the defensive backs. Why is that, T. Frank, and can you give us an update on that position? Certainly. I'll start at defensive end, just like you asked, because there's some names there. Again, a deep position with players in the area. Talked about Nicholas Harbor at the top of the list, but a guy that I'm interested in is Mason Robinson from McDonough. I actually met him this weekend as well. Uh, Really great technician. I want to know how much bigger he's going to get. Uh, he's, of course, teammates with denied Dennis Sutton, and I see a lot of similarities. They have a very good defensive line coach. Very, very technically sound players come out of there. A couple other guys that uh, uh, are, are pretty talented in the area, Desmond Umazulu and Jameel Lyons. So losing Neo Avery at that defensive end position hurts, but there's a couple of players there that Penn State can make up with, and they can get some of those guys that they could actually, I don't know, shoot the moon with that and be a little bit better. If they got a, if they somehow got a guy like Nicholas Harbor. Anyway, moving on to defensive back. So there are none in the region. They have Lamont Payne on the Ross on their committed roster already. Physical player, plays really tough at the line of scrimmage, press player, learning to, I think, play a little more discipline there when I talk to him this offseason. So that's a great place to start at cornerback, but I think they need three. Just kind of looking at the numbers in the class, they're obviously going to have to uh, replace some guys in, maybe with a transfer portal. But uh, at corner, they're all from Florida, so I, I kind of always just throw my hands up and say we'll see what happens there. At safety, Cam Selden. Uh, if you're looking for the guy that's the the quintessential, fits into Manny Diaz's defense in that new kind of star position, which isn't new but is now officially you know, more so the focus of this defense... He is six foot, over 200 pounds already, um, played defensive end for his team. So, you know, they play him all over the football field, but he played edge rusher, he played safety, he's got that kind of skill. So, to me, Cam Selden, and then a couple other guys at safety. Safety seems to be the deeper position in the area, which, again, is good for Penn State, and I think is also kind of indicative of what body types are readily available in recruiting, is you might have more safeties that may not be elite speed guys, but have great positional flexibility can play that star linebacker position. So to me, that's kind of what I'm looking at, and that's going to balance out the linebacker group. However that falls is how that falls. Okay, fantastic question, Jim. you got to be considered one of the favorites to win today. I think that Jim's going to get a KSN polo. I don't know, but I think he might. Either that or he already has one. 
<laughs> All right, let's go to Gary in Williamsburg, Virginia. He says, T. Frank, thanks for sharing your insight with the fans. It is appreciated. Oh, Gary, you're such a suck-up. Anyway, Gary's question is, how much time is spent reviewing last year's film in, er in order to learn from the mistakes? Is it even worthwhile given how much changes each year with players, coaches, and schemes? For me or for them? Because um, that's 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 I there's difference there. I think he's talking about the team. How much do you study last year's film to say, "Hey, don't do that"? Yeah, quite a bit. You know, there's a. I think that the the misunderstanding is that it happens immediately because it's kind of like you're in pain, so you want to make the pain go away. But you know, we saw what happened in December with the early recruiting period, transfer portal, getting new coaches in. Once the dust settles, and this is what I've learned this off season, you know, through doing what you know, covering this this part of the, the off season, is that once that kind of settles down, you get into winter workouts. Then you can do your deep dive, and they do a deep dive on everything that happened on offense, what schemes worked, what didn't work, what worked against which opponents, and then how do we evolve? Because that's really what it comes down to. It's not about doing the things you do the same. It's about how do we do what we do better or how do we change something to take advantage of something else we see. Um, and that's the continual cat and mouse game. That's the chess that is football. It's where have we evolved? What are we doing differently? How can we put players in a situation to succeed um, based on you know their strengths and weaknesses and what we see as advantages versus our opponents and the guys that we play most often? So yes, a lot of it is, there's a lot of film review on offense and defense in the offseason. I don't know what to tell you about the defensive side of the ball because I think that's going to be more about Manny Diaz learning his players and how to incorporate their skills into his system without changing things too dramatically so that the whole defense take a step back. That is, as we've seen, especially on offense, that is a tightrope you need to walk. Uh, very good. And if you missed it, we did a film study with Coach Caduti a couple weeks ago on the offensive line. Believe me, it would be good for these players to study that film. Uh, let's go to Vince in Williamsport who says, Do you believe that players will sometimes decommit at Penn State because of Franklin's not wanting them to make those other visits after committing? And can this policy end up hurt you in recruiting? I think he's alluding to Neo Avery, yeah. but we've seen this before. Well, no coach wants a committed player to be taking official visits to other schools. So let's flip it to the other side. Anyone's allowed to uh, take official visits. And then you lose players that you have in your class that you've, you've kind of locked in. And not that Penn State ever stops recruiting even when they've got great players at a position already. But then you've got to make new plans. Everyone has plans on what they're trying to do based on what they have already. So I think you can look at it both ways. I, guys that are going to do this are going to do this anyway. And I'll go back to Matthias Barnwell. So Mega Barnwell committed when he was in ninth grade. And they decided, you know, he decided that was too early. I, I got too excited. I... I want to decommit. And that's different than I'm heading into my senior season. I'm going to take official visits. I want to go see Virginia Tech. I want to go see these other places. It's like, well, then were you as locked in as, as we had this conversation about? So 
you know, I don't think it's a bad policy. I just think it's a policy that's going to lead to some guys with a wandering eye fully jettisoning, jettisoning, jettisoning from your class, which they might have done anyway. You know, it's just kind of like, okay, let's just make this official then instead of stringing this out. I believe there's also the conversation when the player first commits, which is, look, before you commit, are you sure this right. is what you want to do? Exactly. They, they, so, that's why they do that. And then if you agree, you've made, you've made your decision. And then if you go back on that decision, you've, you went back on what you said you were going to do. And, you know, situations change, things change. It's not a, the worst thing in the world to do, but it is breaking your word. And so, you know, it happens both ways. I'm not trying to paint anyone in, in a unfavorable light, but it is the reality of the situation. I don't have a problem particularly with that. I don't think that you should jeopardize your class just to make sure you get one or two guys that are on the fence. And he can still recommit. Like, Penn State is not saying he's done. They just have this policy, and it's a big red flag. So if he wants to recommit later, I think, you know, they would have him back. It's just the likelihood is is low, but it was low to begin with. Like, if he didn't commit early, he might have never committed to Penn State, so you never lost anything. It's just the nature of the recruiting business when a commitment isn't really a commitment. Right. It's an indication of in interest is probably a better way to put it. Uh, let's go to Paul in Johnstown, who says, what did you think of James Franklin's offensive line setup? And based on your film study, would you have done anything differently? I think Paul's referring to James Franklin at a press conference. Yes. He essentially named his starting offensive line. And the, and the second team. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. He did give the, the entire two deep. What? What are your thoughts on it, and is that how you would have set it up, too? Yeah, I, I, but I also don't think that there's a whole lot of um, options. So the only part that I was curious about is, do you put Landon Tangwall next to Olafashunu, or do you put him on the right side so you have two talented players? You know, I just I think that where you put Tangwall secures that side of the line. That's how I view him. So you put him on the left side, it's the traditionally more important side that was my knee-jerk reaction and of course i had all offseason to overthink it uh the other thing too is that we talked about this is that uh the backup tackle is not the backup tackle the backup left tackle is landon tangwall and i think james franklin even accidentally spilled the beans there when he, he announced landon tangwall as the starter at both positions because i think i think tangwall is the backup we saw him play too well at that position for and no dis no disrespect to Jimmy Crist, I think he can factor into the two deep at tackle. But uh, if anything happens to Vashanu, he's not the first guy out there. I would be shocked about that. So yeah, I, I think that it's it's what you would have given the pieces that are available. So if Penn State gets another tackle in the portal, then we can have the conversation about where Caden Wallace plays. But not until then, he's their best option and will remain their best option most likely throughout the season. Even if they get a guy in the portal, it's still kind of a toss up there. Let's go to Steve in Potomac, Maryland, who said, wants to know if the fact that other teams have so much tape on Sean Clifford makes it easier for them to scheme against him. You know what you should do? I'm just going to sit here and drink some coffee. Just go and replay one of the other conversations we've had about Sean Clifford and just like throw it in right here. Yes, <laughs> it does. It did last year, too. Last year was not the first year that everyone knew how to attack Sean Clifford. This is the book is out and it's it's up it's up to Clifford to be able to change that. I just don't know I've ever seen a tiger change his spots this late in his career. 
I've never seen Boxer a train. Stripes. I've never seen a train sail that way. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I yeah, I get the question too, and it's but you could do also the self scouting. What were your tendencies, Sean? And how about breaking those tendencies it's, a bit? To me, if, it's if it's possible. about it's about the situation in the system around him. Is the offensive line better? Is it not all on him? Because he was throwing 57 passes a game at times. And I asked James Franklin about that. He's like, well, a lot of those are swing passes. It's still decisions he has to make. Like, he has to, on an RPO, pick up the ball or get, hand it off. And, and, like, those are all decisions. Those are all in his hands. So it's tough. We need a winner, T. Frank. Uh, let's go with the, let's go with Vincent Williams port talking about decommits. All right. Doggone it. I thought Jim had a chance. All right. That is it. T Frank Collusion. for ask T Frank, uh, stick around. We've got some more recruiting coming in quarter number four. There's nothing better than following your favorite team on the road. Thanks to Collegiate Athletic Travel, you can get your chance this fall as the Nittany Lions fly south to face the Auburn Tigers. Take a non-stop charter flight from Harrisburg. Accommodation included. Not two hours away in Atlanta, but at the team hotel. Transportation to and from the game is also included, as well as a tailgate party at the stadium. Go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information. This is Jim from Keystone. Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout. 